episode 243 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. We're your hosts, Theron and Brooke. Man, two weeks in a row. We're setting the expert hosts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot that was a struggle. It was a struggle. Go back. 10 episodes and you'll, you'll, you'll hear the struggle every episode. Hostess, that's the stuff. Oh, yeah, I think you've, you said that also. It's still good. You're right. It's a timeless <laughs> tagline. <laughs> we are in the Roman Road miniseries. This is the fourth out of five. And remember, the Roman Road is just a very simplified way to look at the path of salvation to salvation. Mm-hmm. So there's that. If you are like, what? Go back to episode 240, and then just go from there, and we'll see you at 243. But today, we're talking about Romans 10.9. Yes, and Brooke is going to read the NLT, and I will read the ESV. But per usual, I'm going to make her go first, (laughs) so I can practice more. Oh, are we going to do the switchies? You read it in my voice? Oh, not yet. Okay, well, we have one more shot. (laughs) Maybe it'll be next episode. Maybe. Maybe. You guys will have to tune in just for that reason alone. I promise we're going to say good stuff on here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Romans 10, 9 in the NLT. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In the ESV, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Look at that. So in our, I keep going back to that abide Bible study is so good. It's so good. Where they're having to combat other things and there are certain non-negotiable truths that are the foundation of this religion. Jesus is Lord. God raised him from the dead. <laughs> Would be in that category. Yep, I agree. And when I read this, it reminds me of the scripture, maybe Brooke knows it, that talks about how, you know, if you come to the door or the gateway of heaven and call you know savior savior lord and i claim that i would have never known you and it's because you know you weren't claiming his name here on earth that is matthew seven twenty three. yes so check that out uh so again we're not saved by works it's mm-hmm. faith and hopefully faith leads to works yeah. but step one Step one is confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior, but also believing it in your heart because we know that people sometimes talk the talk but don't walk the walk. You know, talk Mm -hmm. is cheap. So, yeah, those are all the thoughts and things that came to mind when reading this passage. Well, and there are certain things. Satan is fully aware of what has happened, but... Are you believe? Are you, is he your Lord? Mm-hmm. Are you letting him rule your life? So there are lots of things where you're like, hmm, wait, but you believe that, but not this. That is a non-negotiable. So I would really love to see it come to the other side. It's almost like we're in the recruiting business, <laughs> making ambassadors. Yeah. I I like how it says openly declare. So again, we mentioned last week. It's it's a personal decision, but it's not private. This should be a public thing, and I'm not. I'm not saying get your megaphone and, hey, everybody. I mean, some people are called to do that. Great, go do that. But this is also very much fruit-bearing. Like you were saying, Farron, as we walk with Jesus as our Lord, we will begin to bear fruit that represents Jesus. It makes me think of each of my kids has done this. But my youngest, again, is still in this phase of she'll ask a question, and sometimes I ask it back to her because I'm like, you should know that. And she's like, well, just tell me. And then I'll say it. And she's like, well, I said that in my head. Mm. 
And I'm like, but did you? I don't think you did. <laughs> or we'll share an interesting fact, and she's quick to say, I knew that, when she realizes it was new information. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, you didn't. And she's like, yeah, I knew it in my head. And so to your point, in the ESV, it says, confess with your mouth. Uh-huh. Like, say it. <laughs> say it. Yeah. So just, it's funny, though, mm-hmm. how sometimes... Uh, we can still be sinners, and he's like, just say it. Yeah. Almost like, just tap out, but our mm. strong-willed selves or children or spouses or coworkers, we can see where the Bible needed to be explicit and mm-hmm. say, no, 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 like, with your mouth. Yeah, Farron, that's so good, because <laughs> that goes for the same principle about praying. Well, God knows my heart. Okay, well, uh, did you say it out loud? Yeah. Because that... Even you just saying it out loud. We talked about this in Randy's episode. We'll link that. It was in our Daring Greatly miniseries. He talked about sometimes as you pray, you come to realize God is trying to reveal stuff as you're praying. And as you're processing with him, the light bulb comes on and you realize, oh, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Or same thing with confessing sin to your biblical community. It's, well, God already knows I messed up. I don't need to say anything. Okay, but it, the Bible also says confess to your brother. And then that's where accountability comes in, too. So that's a really good point, Farron. Yes. I love it. So it goes both ways. I, I can see where people think talk is cheap and what about your heart? And that's in there. But what if it's your heart, but you're not saying it? Yeah, both like, need to be on board. Yeah, both are included <laughs> in this verse. Yes. Read, pray. Ron, pray. Um, I. Like the openly or with your mouth, I feel like can intimidate some people. Mm-hmm. Well, what are people going to think of me? Or, well, I'm not allowed to say that at work. Or maybe there are rules at work that protect people that they can say that. So whatever your work boundaries are, we're not saying lose your job over it. But, I mean, what is, God is also saying openly profess your faith. So you can pray for Pray that you have a bold faith. Pray that you're confident in how you talk. Pray for your fruit to be more and more like Jesus. And you can pray for those windows of opportunity. I know in the education world, we can't initiate a conversation. But if someone says something, we can we can then reply. And there might be a situation like that in your work bylaws. So mm-hmm. it you can do your due diligence. But also don't be afraid to talk about what you feel and what you believe. And I, the heart piece is sometimes the, where I also stumble. So you talked about the mouthpiece. So I'll, I'll focus on the heart right. aspect. But, you know, we go through some tough seasons. There are some crazy, scary things that happen in this world or happen to us uh, close to ho- that hit close to home or personally. And we might be in a season where we're, like, questioning our faith. And so I picture our heart just being, like, uh, peaks and valleys at different mm-hmm. points. Um, but something that we talk about in CG is like, but where do you go when your heart feels faint? And it's like, as long as we're turning back to him always and having those conversations and bringing our questions and concerns, but bringing those to God. So maybe what you need to pray, if you feel like I'm, I'm telling people I am, I'm doing the Bible study, I'm going to church and singing worship and I'm doing all the things, but my heart in the Lord just doesn't seem to be on fire like it has been in other seasons is um, praying to God and taking those questions and concerns to him and tell him, say, ignite my heart again and yeah. just pray for it uh, boldly. I like that. Just ask. <laughs> just ask. Yes. My, one of my friends, it was a couple years ago, she went through a season where she was, she was going through all the motions 
just hoping to get that fire lit back up. And it turns out she was called to step away from something and step mm. into something else, but she was still holding on to that. Mm. And the second she vocalized her decision to the person over her, she immediately felt the spirit back. Mm. Not that the spirit left. I mean, she immediately felt like she was back on fire for God. Yeah. And it's just, God is so nice. <laughs> he doesn't have to be like, you're on the right track, but he will, which is great. So yeah, pray over that bold faith. And especially if you feel like you're just coasting, is there something you're needing to let go of or step into? And those are questions you can ask God. Absolutely. Autumn Miles, who we've interviewed a few times on the podcast and done some of her book studies as well. Uh, she has a whole series on the going into the promised land. And so there's at least one on there that talks about like what you need to take with you, but then also the next one is like, what do you need to leave behind? Yeah, we'll link your whole mini series. Yeah, before stepping into the promised land. So oh, that one was a good one. Mm-hmm. Man, go autumn. We love you. Shout out. Okay. Read, yeah. pray, talk. Ooh, what are some ways you can share with your biblical community on how Jesus is the boss of your life? Again, boss of your life. I don't really like how I'm saying that, but what are ways that you can talk about in your group? How are you letting God take the lead? And what does that look like for you to take a back seat? You should not be in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Do you have an example, Farron? Um, Putting you on the spot. I I do think, and I, I mean, we're recording these a lot at once, but I'm probably still going to be in this season, I don't know, uh, of having to constantly check who's on the top pedestal, like who's on that pedestal. As in priority one? Yes, because... I think that's a timeless problem that we all have. (laughs) Yeah, you're constantly towing the line between using your giftings and passions to glorify God and serve others, but serving others is where it teeters between like getting feedback and do they like it? Are they happy? And okay, don't make them your God or your idol or acceptance or feedback as your idol. Uh, you're doing it to glorify God and get his approval, not theirs. And so that's something I'm always toying with, whether it's coaching soccer teams and I want the players to be successful and happy. I want the parents to be uh, happy, hopefully because we're experiencing success, but even defining what success means and being Christ-like through it all, you know, not, we are not cheaters. We are not, um, Mm -hmm. we tried we do everything we can to keep any ugly talk about any other teams out of everyone's mouth on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it's a teeter tottering effect. And so I'm constantly trying to be disciplined in asking myself, like you said, with your prompt is it's always good to check in and reevaluate. I like that. And if we're open and openly declaring that Jesus is our Lord, then that's a good way to help us keep accountable to whatever the season is like obviously if you're in soccer season soccer is going to be on your mind if you're in a big travel season travel is going to be on your mind but if we're constantly open openly declaring that jesus is our lord then let's make sure we're accountable and following up with that with our actions that's a good one that's a hard one it is hard Ooh, my follow-up question to that one is what can we do to get ourselves in the habit of asking god what he thinks about our choices I know a lot of times when I'm presented with an option, I already know what I'm going to do instead of why am I not taking this to God? And I'm not saying, should I eat ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's really life changing. Maybe it is. I don't know. Am I going to choke on one? 
only God knows that. But with other decisions, am I seeking my opinion first or am I seeking God's opinion first? And that might be one small way that if I can carry that question into different pockets of life, I'll be more geared towards hearing what God says. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the verse that we talked about back in December on our topic of peace. And we looked at the different attributes of God or names he's given. And so one of those, I'll just say the four that are here, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. But when I thought back during that episode, maybe this is why I wasn't prompted to say it till now, but wonderful counselor, part of that to be effective is we have to bring it to the counselor. Yep. If you want to see, receive wise counsel, you must first seek wise counsel. And so you could, guys, you could go and ask and he'd be like, yep, green light, go, or, you know, what have you. But if you ask first, then you might get some uh, feedback. The girls have definitely learned before making, I'm not saying they're perfect, but a quote unquote permanent decision, they'll ask me before they put a sticker down somewhere. We get those water bottle and laptop stickers. And so they'll say, I'm thinking here or here. And a lot of times I don't care. Uh, But I made the mistake once. Tori brought money to Hobby Lobby to buy something. And I wanted it to be what she wanted. And she kept asking me what she could get and what she should get and what she should get. And I was like, any of those are great. Why are you you asking me? And she was like, because you always have really good ideas. And I was like, can I record this? Because... Um, and so anyways, I'm sure God does not care how many times we ask, but I think it's good to keep in mind that we do value his opinion. Yeah. Um, even when we sometimes know it's not going to agree with ours, that's when I find that maybe I'm not asking him, not because I don't think he cares, but maybe I already know what he would say. So I don't want to ask him. (laughs) (laughs) That's specifically why I did not ask you a lot. Yeah. That comes with that. Have you, have you heard of the ask for forgiveness instead of permission yes yeah and not that person I know that has always that hasn't ever settled well with me because if it's someone over you and they're the lord of your life why I'm not saying why risk it because you're forgiven once and for all but why (laughs) would you potentially set yourself up for failure Mm -hmm. whenever God is clearly the wonderful counselor he's going to guide you and you're openly declaring that he's your Lord, so that's a great act to show that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Read, pray, talk, tell. I have an idea. Oh, what? <laughs> what are you going to say? If you are not exactly super comfortable talking about your faith um, as far as like witnessing to others, practice with those that you know yep. are already believers. Yep. Like, because they're going to say, yeah, uh-huh. right on, me too, you know, so practice on believers, which might sound like dinky, I don't know, but if you get in the habit of expressing it, then one day it'll just slip out with a non-believer. It's true. Yep. I'll testify to that. Me too. <laughs> so crossing the line is a beautiful thing, crossing the line of faith, we know that, and we would encourage you to keep speaking those biblical truths into your kids. And our, we've interviewed him on the podcast, David Griffin, episode 25. But he talked about his parents growing up put so much, he called it spiritual kindling. He, they put so much around spiritually. That way, as soon as God whispered to him, he set on fire. And he knew immediately he was ready to cross the line of faith. 
So I think that's what I'm trying to do as a parent. I'm trying to get so much spiritual kindling around them that when they hear the Holy Spirit talk to them, oh, this, there's no mistake. Mm-hmm. I have been waiting to hear this voice. It's almost like back in our Mary episode when they've been waiting and waiting for the Messiah, and then suddenly the angel's like, here he's coming. And like, what? It's here. This is exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, the people that are apprehensive to expressing their faith, they made it through the episode. It wasn't that bad. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. Yes, we know this Roman Road series can be a bit of a challenge just because it does start pretty gloomy, but then it ends pretty phenomenally. And come back next week because we're going to talk about peace and not feeling guilty or shame anymore, and it's going to be wonderful. So if you're still kind of holding on to that, whether you've crossed the line of faith or not, there's more hope to come. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Hey, Brooke. What? Did you know that we have a website? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Well, if you didn't know, we have a website, and you can find it at... Wittyandgritty.blog. And there you can find all the podcast episodes that we've done with the show notes set up in a blog format. So, I mean, there's so many good ones to choose from. How do you pick Mm -hmm. which one to start? That's one way to do it. And there's even a way to listen to the podcast there on the website should your other technology be failing. Yes. Speaking of technology failing, if you don't want glitchy episodes or episodes, whether you have Wi-Fi or not, the best way to hear these episodes or any podcast in general would be go to your podcatcher, so Apple Podcasts, and then you search Witty and Gritty. And then you would go click on our page and you would click subscribe. That way the episodes download to your phone instead of you having to stream it. Mm. And then you're dependent on Wi-Fi whenever you could just have it in your pocket ready to go. Absolutely. Hooray! All right. See you next week. Bye.